All right, what's going on? Welcome to Insight with Irv. Three things that you want to master by 30. I gotta speak on this because I'm a little bit older than 30, and so these are three things that I think everyone under 30, male or female, should master. Now, as you guys know, a lot of my content is geared around obviously self-development, but we also talk a lot about not just personal finances, but business. And so for the scope of this conversation, you can take it however you like, whether you are in a corporate setting or if you are in a business, right? But most importantly, if you work on these three things, doesn't matter if you're 28, doesn't matter if you're 21, doesn't matter if you're 25. Heck, if you're listening to this and you're over the age of 30 and you still haven't applied these things, then just go ahead and push it forward and these are things that you wanna master before you're 40. If you're 40, these are things you wanna master before you're uh, 50, right? Or by the time you're 50, because believe me, these things right here are universal, but the fat, the, the younger you can jump on this and the quicker you can jump on this without ha waiting another month to go by, without waiting for another year to go by, the more money you're going to make, uh, the more people you're going to impact, and just the better quality of life you're going to have in all aspects. Like, believe me, let me, let me give you the first one and we'll start building from there. First thing that you wanna work on is going to be network. Now, I don't have these in any specific order of importance, but you do wanna have a combination of all three, like these three together is going to work more than just one. Now, you might be better at one of these than the other, and you may just be missing one of the three that I'm gonna give you, but you wanna have all three of them kind of working like intertwined as a, as a nice like vine, right? Because that's gonna be strength there. Network. Now, not just any type of networking, I'm not talking about, because I hate this type of networking, like I really do. When people go out, and I used to hate this the most about when I used to sell houses. When we used to go out, looking back at it, I'm like, God, that's such a waste of time. We'd go out, we'd go network with a bunch of realtors, we'd go network with mortgage lenders, and yes, it's cool, you establish relationships, yes, it's cool, you establish you know, what's working for some people, what's what's working, uh, or you know what, but really, it's just a place where people, it's just a pitch fest. People are trying to show off their achievements, what they've done. Not in every industry, I'm just speaking from my personal experience, and so if you're in that place where you feel like networking events are a waste of time, it's because you're networking in the wrong way. You, When you network, you want to make sure that you're building an army. You wanna make sure that you're building a squad, just a force, right? Where people are not just out there exchanging business cards. And people don't even have to be in your same industry. This is the other thing that I think a lot of people screw up when they're networking. You wanna get people what I call kind of like in, in, in three tiers. Right? You wanna get someone in your network that you're a little bit better than. Maybe you make a little bit more money than them. Maybe you are a little bit more vetted or a little sharper in your business than they are. If you're wondering why is that, I'm gonna come back to that in a second. You want to have someone that you're equal to in terms of you guys make the same dollar amounts, you guys have the same type of skill sets. And then the last person that you wanna have in your network is somebody that's a couple levels above you. They make more money than you, they're sharper than you, and they're further ahead. Let's deal with why we want to have people in a network in all three areas. If you get someone in your network that you're a little bit better than, you can teach them. And if you're teaching them, it's because you, you've learned the lesson yourself in a way that you can explain to someone else. If you have someone at the same level than you, as you, if you have someone at the same level as you, you guys are able to exchange ideas and then you guys are able to sharpen it up together as you go because you can check each other's blind spots because you're again, are seeing eye to eye with the same issues 
that you're facing. And so they're going to understand you far more than anyone else. And then the last person that you're going to have in your network is the person that's better than you and the person that's beyond you. The reason why this person is important is because they're helping you break down beliefs in your business, beliefs in the way that you view the world that they've been able to overcome. And now you're able to see the lenses that they have and you're able to say, okay, I can adapt that mind frame and I can use that in my life. And so if you thought that making $100,000 a year was a lot of money, you're now talking to someone that's maybe making $100,000 in Q1. And so now you're like, wait a minute, you've just like 10X or you just 5X what I'm making in one year. Like, and the year's not even over. You're doing that in Q1 because they've tapped into information that maybe you don't have access to, but guess what? They're in your network now. So you want to constantly vet who's in there and don't be afraid to cut people out of your network. Like if somebody's in your network and they shouldn't be there, and again, if somebody's way too far ahead and you just can't comprehend what they're saying, don't add them to your network just because they're you know way ahead of you if you're not gonna get any value from them and if you're not gonna bring any value to them, it's a two-way street. If somebody's way below you in terms of skill sets and you're just carrying the front and you're just carrying the load and you're dragging people, that's going to cost you more time and more energy than to keep that relationship for the networking standpoint. You guys can still be cool on the outside. But I'm talking about, again, if you want to make more money and if you want to live a better quality life, listen to the words that I'm telling you because it's going to help you out. Again, the faster you master this, the faster you're able to move on. Second, money management. Now, I could probably put money management at the end. I could probably put it at the top because money management is important. How we view money, what we decide to do with money is a psychology game and it is a spiritual activity. Here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes when we view money, we view it as, oh, it's just a transaction or it's just a dollar amount on the screen. And while that is kind of like the surface level truth of it, money is an activity, uh, money, money is an activity game. And it's not just the more that you do, but it's also attached to how you do what you do, which is your output. This is why you'll have someone who's, let's say, and I don't mean this in like a, a, a derogatory way or in a mean way. I'm just picking someone who constantly shows up and does work. But if I'm saying, let's say, hey, there's a bus driver who works 12 hour days. I'm trying to pick a career where these people work hard. I know this because my dad's a truck driver or was a truck driver. He's retired now. If somebody is a bus driver and they're driving eight to 12 hour days, they're working just as hard as the person on Silicon Valley who's working eight to 12 hour days. The difference is the vehicle that they've picked in terms of the output is still eight to 12 hours uh, or the input is still eight to 12 hours, but the output that they're getting is 10X, 20X, 50X, 100X. Again, money podcast here. So if we're looking at it and we're keeping score from a money standpoint, the person that's winning technically is going to be the person with the largest output, which is going to be the person on Silicon Valley. All things being equal, they can be the same age, they can be from the same neighborhood, they can have the same marital status, they can like the same type of food, but what they decide to invest their time into is what's going to dictate what they're going to receive on the back end. The other thing that I've noticed with money and with money management is that money is also emotional and how we spend money has a lot to do with the way that we were brought up. And so if you're someone that you can't, that you come from a scarcity mindset, this can be a two way street because yes, you'll hold on to money a little bit more. And so you're not out there recklessly spending, but on the other side of it, you'll be scared to invest. And so the minute that you need to invest into better equipment, you'll start to think, well, what if my business slows down? The minute that you are maybe challenged to invest into a coach because your coach can take you from 20K a month to 200K a month, 
by implementing the right systems, steps, and strategies, you start to think, well, all courses are a scam or all mentorships or all masterminds. They're just a waste of time. I can go out there and learn it for free. I can go out to a public library. I can go on YouTube, right? But if you're someone, right, if we're working from the opposite end on this, like the polar opposite, if you're someone that you were constantly used to spending money at a young age because it gave you a hit of dopamine, which is one of the things that I agree with Dave Ramsey on where people over leverage themselves with credit because they're constantly looking for that hit of dopamine. It's just an easy hit, right? Similar to a drug where the minute I swipe a card, I'm getting that hit that I feel like I bought something. I feel like I'm doing something productive. You can over leverage yourself and then you start having too much fat on the table that you don't need for your business or you don't need that's actually helping you move past that cone and move into the next level. And so money management is important. You want to watch the inflow of money and you want to watch the outflow of money. A good habit to get into is paying attention to your daily start on the balance that you have in your account and the end, the end of the day, the EOD, because you're able to see what came in, what came out, what did we spend it on, what do we need to invest it into. And when you understand how money flows, you're able to then dictate, okay, this is how we want to steer this ship. And then last but not least, pick an industry. I don't care what industry it is. Obviously, make sure it's an industry that's growing. Make sure it's not an industry that's shrinking, kind of like newspaper publishing, right? doesn't matter. You could be the best entrepreneur. If you're in a bad market, the market's going to win. If you're a decent entrepreneur and you're in a good market, the market's going to win. So when you're picking industries, make sure that you are picking an industry that's growing. Make sure that you're picking an industry that's going to be around at least for the next five to 10 years that you can see, right? And just take a look at industries that have been around that long. Believe me, they're out there. You can look at medical. You can look at e-commerce industries. You can look at transportation industries. Does every industry have its hiccup? Yes. Does every industry have its up and down? Yes. But if you pick an industry and you, if you come from the framework of, is this business going to be around for the next five to 10 years? That's the vehicle that I want to jump into. And so if you right now are, you know, kind of trying things out, pick one. Like if you're constantly trying new things, that's cool but try to try new things inside of the same vehicle. Like if you are in consulting, just work on things and try new things inside of your business, but still stay in the lane of consulting because every time you jump, you have to restart the clock. Like there's no way around it. Every time you jump from one job to one industry to another, you're restarting the clock and you're having to rebuild again. You're having to gain market reputation. You're having to gain market trust. You're having to now learn a new language about the marketplace. You're now having to learn the new thing about that business. And here's the, the biggest mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making. And I, again, I, I can speak from a place of experience because I've done a lot of this stuff that I tell you. We tend to jump into opportunities that feel exciting, but every new opportunity that feels exciting is eventually going to feel boring because we start to know the good and the bad about the industry. If you are excited about an industry and if you're only seeing the good, it's because you don't know enough about that industry. The minute that you see what's bad with that industry and the faster you realize that, either A, the quicker you're able to work through it and say, hey, this is something that I can stomach and this is something that I can still make a lot of money out of, or B, this isn't something that I want to deal with because not everything that's bad I necessarily want to deal with and not everything that's bad i necessarily want to um you know leave alone right and so just run a survey on it okay these are the pros these are the cons this is the payout is it worth the price
and that's it. If the pros outweigh the cons, that is a vehicle that you want to jump into. If not, at that point, I'd recommend keep looking, but don't just jump out just because something gets difficult because every industry has its hiccups. You just don't know enough about that industry. If you found value in this content, look, networking, money management, picking industry, stick to it for five years. Some people will tell you 10 years, minimum five years. 10 years is ideal. I know most people won't do that, so we'll do five years. But if you really want to be a force to, uh, to be reckoned with, no less than two years, because this is going to allow you to really be seen as a pro inside of your industry because you're going to learn skill sets around that industry that are specific to that industry that's going to make you a top level leader. Again, if you found value in this content, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. But until next time, everyone, see you in the next episode.